What up? It's Chairman Hoop. I hope you're ready for a fucking downer, dog. Because we're going to talk about getting diagnosed with a terminal illness today. Woo-hoo. Um, yeah, I have no real reason uh, for bringing this up. Like, I'm not going to, you know, say that, like, someone I know has been diagnosed with something terminal. And that's why I've been thinking about it. I don't even know where this fucking came from. It just sort of, you know, intrusively flew into my noodle. But, um... You know, I mean, that being said, like, I know people who have died. I know people who have been diagnosed with shit. And I have watched too many people than I really care to think about die slowly and get the, you know, six month, one year, couple weeks death sentence. You know what I mean? That's probably where a lot of my fucking issues come from. There's just so many goddamn people I know fucking died when I was a fucking kid. Like, all my favorite fucking family members just fucking croaked in quick succession from like slow painful just like getting eaten away by cancer type of shit like it was oh jesus anyway my question for you dearest listener comrade listener is uh, what would you do if you went to the fucking doctor with tummy ache and you know doctor was like hey dog um you have six months to live you got an operable fucking stomach cancer and uh it's gonna suck but you're fucking dead you're dead in the water baby so That'll be $17,000, please. Like, what What would you do in that scenario, right? And, like, this this topic has been the subject of much debate and lots of media and shit, you know? And everybody, I think, has their, like, fanciful, like, you know, comic book scenario where they're like, if I was diagnosed with six months to live, I would max out my credit cards and travel the world and, you know... Or they'd be like, I would, you know, kill people I didn't like, or I would, you know, rob a bank and do all this stuff because there's no, you know, moral consequences anymore because I'm, I'll be gone soon. So what does it matter? But I think that like the issue is way, way more complicated than just like this weird detached, like, oh yeah, I would come to terms with that immediately. And then I would just take advantage of my like get out of jail free card because I will ascend to heaven. Like, I feel like you would just be so fucked up mentally that, like, you wouldn't be able to really enjoy it, you know? And that was my experience with, like, the people I knew who were who were diagnosed with stuff, you know? And they, they were, you know, relatively healthy and happy before they got the diagnosis. But then just, like, once you get that shit, like, it affects everybody in your life, obviously. But Jesus Christ, like... You get that fucking diagnosis and the wind is literally taken out of your sails and it's just like, fuck, like, you know, like just all of a sudden, like I would imagine this just like wave of like, okay, like I got to make sure all my fucking affairs are in order. Like I got to make sure everything's taken care of. I got to worry about what everybody else is going to do once I'm fucking gone. Like not to mention just like the onset of existential dread that would wash over you where you're like, cool. The lights are about to turn out and nothing's going to fucking happen. So I got to now live with that, you know, that has always been like my biggest fear. It even like makes my body feel weird thinking about it now. Like I think I had my first panic attack when I was in fuck kindergarten or first grade. I think it was where I like I like passed out because it was like I was just filled with so much existential dread because like I think like my grandma died like or something, you know. And it was, like, the first person who was, like, really close to me who just, like, died. 
and it was just like I tried to like comprehend what death would be like and I just freaked myself out so much I like you know fucking just had a mental you know a little shut off like the fucking emergency valve just kind of flipped but like I don't know that's like my biggest my, my that is my biggest fear it's just like oh it's not even the fact like I won't be alive and I'll be like a floating ghost hanging out it's like no like there will be nothing I will lose all these memories like I won't exist anymore and as much as like you know you can get into like the various religious stuff and the various whatever like odds are like it's just you know you're done it's not even like you're done and then you know you're done it's just like no like it's whatever and I've like almost died one time like when I overdosed I, you know, and I was just kind of like slipping into a dream and then I was violently taken out by a fucking, you know, paramedic shoving fucking Narcan in me and shit. But like, even then it's like, I think about that and it's like, oh fuck, like, Jesus Christ, like, whoa, that would have been fucking wild. But like, knowing that it's fucking coming is terrifying. Like, I don't care like how fucking cool you think you are and how fucking tough and strong you are, how strong you are in your convictions. That's a fucking terrifying prospect. Like, it really is just like, okay, like, you know, whatever is going to inevitably happen, like, at some point, like, part of, like, the beauty of death is that, like, you don't really see it coming if you're lucky, right? It just fucking happens, and then you just sort of, like, slip away. Like, my shit. Like, I think about that all the time. It's like, okay, what if, like, I would have just, like, what if I would have been alone when I OD'd and then, like, I would just be dead, you know? Like, what would have fucking happened? And this isn't an episode about, like, the afterlife or stuff, but it's more so just, like, there's a beauty in not knowing that you're gonna go, I think. And then there's just, like, the prolonged terror of knowing that it is inching closer and closer and there's nothing you can do about it. And I suppose that limitation might be beautiful and freeing in the sense to where, like, if you can overcome the dread and the set, you know what I mean? And just like the terror or the sadness or the anxiety of the looming events and then be like, okay, I got fucking five months left and I want to go to fucking, I want to check out France and I want to go to Seattle and I want to, you know, watch all the Lord of the Rings movies and I've never done this and I've never done that. And you do that like very privileged, like romanticized, like bucket list scenario. Like that's cool. And like, I suppose like it would be comforting to think that that's like a realistic option. You know, if you're just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to max out my fucking credit cards and like stop paying my fucking rent and then just go fucking travel around. You know what I mean? But I don't, but that's like not realistic. Like the people that I know who have gotten the fucking death sentence, it's like, okay, fuck. I still have to fucking go to work because I need somewhere to fucking live for the next six months. And so now I got to fucking go to work with the knowledge that I'm going to be fucking dead soon. And like, I don't have the fucking funds to do like this weird, like, high in the sky shit that I wanted to do because I have a fucking family or I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you don't like get the announcement that you're going to die and then immediately get like alleviated of all your fucking earthly responsibilities. Like you can't just fucking go to the fucking bank and be like, yo, fuck your mortgage. I'm going to die in six months. You're like, shit, dog, I got you. Like, we'll check back once you're fucking cold in the ground. 
Like, no, they're going to want their fucking money, so you still got to fucking work. You know what I mean? And then, like, you got to fucking worry about the people you're leaving behind. Or, the, you know, like, not even the shit you're leaving behind, but, like, the fucking people you're leaving behind, too. Because, like, if you have a fucking family or if you got friends and shit, then it's like, fuck, dude. Like, you got to fucking tell them. I mean, I guess you don't have to. You could be a fucking prick and just, like, be like, oh, yeah, like, he's known that he's going to die, but didn't want to say anything. Which I guess is like a tactic if you want to like employ that or you know, whatever. I wouldn't advise it, but like just like sitting there and like, you know what I mean? Like you're fucking, you're sitting there and you're thinking and you're going to sleep and you're dreaming. And it's like, oh fuck, like eventually I will never dream again. And it's coming up very quickly or like in my downtime and my commute to work, instead of just like thinking about the random bullshit that I've been doing for the past 45 years, now it's like, oh, God damn it. Like, do I have fucking life insurance? Like, what the fuck is my son going to do when I'm fucking gone? That boy's a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, God damn it. Like, I'll never see my fucking grandkids. Like, I hope they end up fucking cool. It would be cool to fucking hang out with them, teach them how to not shit in their pants. Like, all this shit would just, like, flood over me at once. And I just, like, would not be able to function. Like, I get overwhelmed just with remedial tasks if they if they fucking pile up or if just like there's a slight deviation from the plan there's a very good chance i'm going to fucking freak out and there's also like a, 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 a it's, it is probable that i will shut down or just like avoid it but if you're talking about like your life <laughs> you know and it's like all these like big deal things like okay fuck like i'm just overwhelmed and freaking out so i'm just like not gonna do any of this shit you know and like people have support systems and all that stuff. I'm not negating that. But then it's also like, what the fuck? Like, I know so many people who are just like, if I was diagnosed with, you know, uh, terminal, whatever, I would just, you know, do whatever. And then as soon as I started to feel shitty and the end was coming, I would go out on my own terms, bro, and blow my brains out. And that's like an option. Like, Andrew's yelled at me before for talking about how, how quickly I would put a gun in my mouth if things were going south. But like... I, I don't know if, like, even... I don't know. Like, that... Even that's, like... I don't... I, it's all fucked. Like, it really is fucked. It, the death sentence type of thing, like, from a medical event is, like, by and large, one of, if not the most, like, scary situations, I think, that you can be faced with in modern times just because, like... I don't know. We all know that we're going to die. We all know that. Like, there's there's no hiding that. But just, like, being told when it was or when it's going to happen or, like, the, the general window, that's when you get flooded with all the regret, right? Where you're like, fuck, I never went jet skiing. I've only, you know, had sex with three people. Like, that kind of shit really hits you hard. There's nothing you can really do about it again because you still gotta fucking wake up and go, you know, go to your fucking job. So it just... I think that that is the most humanizing and then dehumanizing thing that can happen to you. You know? And I'm not even talking about, like, what you go through as, like, a bystander, like, as someone's fucking loved one who now has six months to live and then you gotta be like, well... One day soon, you know, dad's not going to come to the fucking breakfast table, so I got to make the most out of this. And then you're forced to, like, make these 
inorganic good memories, right? You know, because you're like, I only got, you know, 17 more days with the old man. So got to make it worth it, I guess. So we have to now, you know, arbitrarily find tasks to do and create these memories that won't really mean that much because they're going to be covered by this black cloud and uh, it's going to fucking suck. And I'm going to pretend to be happy, you know, just to keep a brave face. But in reality, I am crying inside. And that, that's just like, it's a shitty way to go, right? Like when you know that you're going to fucking die and it's just like, you spend your last, you know, whatever amount of time, just like with everybody knowing that you're going to die. And so like everyone's like being like forced to be nice and compassionate and everyone's all fucking sad and it's like I don't want to you know like I think that would suck ass like that would suck so much dick just to like have your last fucking two weeks on earth being alive whatever the fuck and it's just everyone around you just fucking bummed out you know my granddad was like I don't know he was on some real shit when he was sick because I remember like trying to have <laughs> I remember trying to have a conversation with him where it was like go say goodbye to your grandfather and I was like alright like fuck and I was in I was in middle uh, I was in high school I don't think I could drive yet I was you know like 15 or some shit I was like uh, maybe I could I forget I think I was 15 and I remember going to the fucking hospital with him and he's just like fucking chilling or whatever you know he's already come to terms with it I mean that motherfucker was the chillest it's cool that I'm named after him you know he was he was the chiller but like I remember being like hey like I'm going to miss you and I started to cry and I remember him that motherfucker like looked at me like I was fucking so stupid and was like why are you crying right now and I was like cause you're dying and he was like, dude, don't waste my time crying. Like, save that for me being dead. <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I don't want to see you cry. Like, can you not do that, please? Like, can we have a, like, can we just, like, hang out like normal? I don't want to be around a bunch of crying people. That sucks. And I was like, shit, all right, cool, you know? And then, you know, he died eventually. I was the one who found him or whatever. That was weird. Last thing he ever did was wink at me, though. That was pretty cool. He would, like, wake up from his, like, kind of medicated, like, sleep, not like a coma thing. And he, like, looked over at me and winked, and then he went back to sleep and then never woke up. And then I was grounded at the time for getting caught for smoking weed, so I was at my grandparents' house. And I, like, heard his death rattle and did the, like, mirror under the nose thing or whatever. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I respect him for knowing that he was gonna die but then being like can you fucking not like bum me out please like I got my own shit to deal with I don't need you crying at me right now can you save that shit like can we not and I would hope that I have like the gall to like you know have someone cry at me and be like I'm gonna miss you so much you taught me so you taught me how to be a man in the absence of a stable family and me just be like, can you not be a fucking pussy right now, please? Like, you want to just, like, watch Matlock and chill? But, um, that's it. I'm done bumming y'all out. Um, thank you for listening to the episode. Andrew and I really appreciate it. 
Um, uh, please like and subscribe. Please give us a good review. That's the only way that uh, people will find the show, aside from telling your friends, which I hope you do. We've been getting a lot more listeners. We really fucking appreciate it. It's it's fun. We've been doing this for a while, and we really like doing it. Um, you can find us on all the social media platforms. From there, you can find individual profiles for myself and Andrew. Please add us. Um, yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. And make sure to tell your friends that you love them. Because maybe they've been diagnosed with a terminal disease and aren't telling you. 